0: Welcome to episode 47 of Undrafted Amateurs. We might have to change the name soon, though, because I'm low-key about to be drafted if the NFL QBs keep playing like this. Yeah, dude, we honestly might need to.
1: Uh, I mean, you were, we were both kind of slicing and dicing a bit in flag football. How fun was that? Good good thing we did you know. We might change the NFL. Zach Wilson might get benched for us.
0: Oh, He's already getting benched, man. That was I, honestly
1: so fun, though. We need so, to do more.
0: Anyone? Yeah. P.
1: I was gonna say PSA, but it's way cooler to say public service announcement. Okay. Anyone in Richmond that wants to play some flag football? Yep. Hit us up. Hit us up. We've got flags, got we pennies, got, got, got footballs. footballs and the, the people we got a three on three game. Got like six Saturday people in, online. but it's yep. way harder than I thought to get people invested for it. So
0: it is. We we did a little three v three, and I am still sore. And this is. Two days later, recording on Monday, so only two days Which later. Which is
1: normally the more sore day.
0: Yeah, but I can really but breathe. Still, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm it was. Tr- it I'm was, trying to make you feel better, but it's it rough. was a
0: great time. Much needed. We need to get out there again. But it really goes to show, because you know, uh, you know, a few of us played quarterback here and there. If you have a good pocket, if you have good pocket protection and good wide receivers, you can be a good QB. Makes your job a lot easier. It is crazy when you have.
1: <laughs> Unlimited throwing lanes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have no one in your face, the kind of throws that you can make. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. I made it's a couple crazy. throws that
0: were just nuts. Oh, all right. So, question, a little ponder I want real quick, okay? From me. I hadn't, so I played golf today. Yeah. In that tournament. And I had a big argument with a, a buddy of mine that um, if you played against a PJ Tour guy in a normal course, say like mm-hmm. Max Homa, okay? We're playing at Willow. Yeah. Willow Oaks. Me and Max Homa. Mm hmm. He plays his normal ball, right? Normal, mm-hmm. normal golf round. I get two strokes every single shot. So I essentially get two swings at every single shot. Mm-hmm. I think I'd beat him.
1: So essentially you're saying if you were playing a two-man scramble with, with you, though, yeah, against So him. you get
0: two drives, uh, two approaches, two putts, two chips, two yeah. everything. No,
1: I think that you, you probably would. I wouldn't. So, because right. I'm, I'm just not consistent enough. I think if there were four of me, there's a lot stronger chance. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was a four man but, scramble against them, but him.
0: my my buddy was telling me I have no chance. No, because here's the thing: is golf, like
1: you could hit a better shot than Max Homa, if you have two shots. Like your yes. best, like his best shot, could be a drive. little bit better than except
0: you. drive. He'd probably still drive it probably 30, 40 yards past me. Like you know, uh, if he got- he's
1: like what three thirty drive.
0: Yeah, like 315 consistently, and you know. Yeah, but um, I mean, you could lay into one, but yeah. you could
1: lay into one 315, something like that. Yeah. So if that's the case, maybe even drive, you could you can somewhat do what he's doing. And all the other shots, you could you feasibly yes. hit it closer. That's what Whereas I'm saying. if you take any other sport, the average amateur, can't even come, you can't even play the same game. Whereas golf Correct. is, you know what I mean, it's just just the same game across the board. So
0: the biggest thing they have mm-hmm. is, yes, they can hit the ball a little farther. But the consistency, of course, my friend has played golf a long time. Just like uh, he's played since high school, just like I have. And he was he was uh, why well, I, I was mispronounced this word vehemently disagreeing, vehemently, vehemently disagreeing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I was like, if if I get two shots on every what's single, the number for him?
1: Like, how many shots do you think would it take for him to agree?
0: I think three. If I did three shots, he like at that point, okay. he was like, I'm like, no, three shots every shot. Because yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You can go
1: watch YouTube golf now and like four played Bob does sports. All these players or all these YouTubers are playing with PGA players and you watch what happens when there's three of them. It's like very hard for the pro to win. Correct. Even though they're so much better because they have three reads on every putt. Correct.
0: It's like you're going to start sinking 30 footers. Exactly. And that's my point too. And that's the point with putts. Like if you have a 10 footer, well, now you have two putts at it. like Right, and you're going to be...
1: If you get two shots every... every sh- two shots every shot. I am shot, not bogeying. You're, you're going to be greens and regulation yep. every single time. Yep. And you're probably going to be
0: 1.3 putt average. Something like that. So I was thinking, if if you have Max Homa... Say we play the tips at Willow, which is 7,000, I think. Yeah. Whatever. I think at Willow, at 7,000 yards, even if Max Homa lights it up, like he's going to shoot eight under. Like, and that's on a career day. He's more than likely going to shoot probably six. Right. But let's just say he careers it and shoots nine under and he shoots 63 from the tips from 7,000 yards. Right. I think with two shots every hole, first of all, I don't think there's any chance I bogey. So if you throw the bogeys away, right? Yeah, you're going to be six under, seven under. Yeah, I think I can make, especially, you got to think, especially Mm -hmm. with the par fives, like you're going to birdie punch every par five. You have 10 or two shots at every. I don't know. No, I
1: think that you would be. It would at least be a very close match. Like he could text him he could right be now. on fire and you could be off or it could be the other way around and you could beat him by like four. There's no ch- I would probably need 5 or 6 shots every shot. But you know, there's always hope. Anyway, <laughs> people him right now. <laughs> you're texting him right now. Yeah. Joe agrees and he's an undrafted amateur so he knows. Uh, but happy thanksgiving to everyone i hope everyone that's traveling is traveling safe yes if you're with family it's a good time if you're by yourself take a it's chance a good time to relax. if you're with friends
0: yeah take a chance if we work too much have everyone a, good, works have too a much. good turkey day take a chance to relax and take a, t- a chance to be grateful and take a chance on me take a, take a take a chance i would honestly man i don't know if i'd ever take a chance on you
1: yikes <laughs> i w- I just said i would take a chance on you getting two strokes every single stroke i know against max you know who i wouldn't nothing. take
0: a chance on anymore zach wilson Ooh. this is gonna be the
1: zach wilson hey we'll save that for later but it's coming so f- let's just we had a really long intro last time so for the sake of it for turkey day let's jump into the rundown first i like that so let's kick it off with entertainment and news oh first up Changing everyone's lives. Beyonce is in talks with having a Vegas residency. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that could be pretty awesome. So we're starting off hot. Second up, have you seen everything that's going on with OpenAI?
0: I saw that the current CEO laugh or got essentially fired. Someone else came in. I didn't know there's three CEOs. So there were three three CEOs
1: in three days. Here's essentially it looks like real life secession happening. (laughs) It's just like a debacle. So the board unexpectedly ousted the CEO, which was one of the co-founders. So then following everything, Microsoft hired him for their AI program, which Microsoft is one of the main investors in OpenAI. So it's getting interesting there. Then the other co-founder who was, I can't remember what his position was, but he went on board with Microsoft. And so 500 employees at OpenAI have signed a petition that says if they don't hire the co-founder back that they're going to go to Microsoft. 500 Including employees? the interim CEO that was put in for a day, Mira Mirati or something like that. Everyone now at OpenAI is tweeting, OpenAI is nothing without its people. So That's basically true. sum everything up right now. OpenAI CEO is with Microsoft. Their president, that was the other co-founder. And now 500, 500 employees are threatening to leave and go wow. to Microsoft. So I- it was like this coup from the board that just... Has not worked.
0: No, and I like open AI. I mean, ChatGPT. I use it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I use it all. I use it more, actually. I might start using it even more. I mean, you, you should start you using it more. You use AI a lot.
1: Yeah, for a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, that's kind of fascinating to me. Yeah, who just knows? Just kind of watching it from a from distance, watching it just burn. Anyway, enough of the entertainment news realm. Let's jump into sports. And first thing I got to say... FSU's Jordan Travis, I don't know if it's out with yeah. a gruesome leg injury. That's
0: and that also sucks.
1: It sucks. They are currently eleven and zero. This they're isn't not going to be in the top four. It, this isn't supposed to it's impact to. but it always does. And so they're not going to play as convincingly next Plus, week. Plus, like who knows.
0: Washington's going to have to be in. So I mean, yeah. like they beat so many ranked teams. Like they're they're going to have to be in. Yeah, Washington's going to be a lock in. I think. Oh, what if the the SEC is going to be tough, though?
1: So if Alabama wins, that's going to be really tough. If Georgia is, wins, it's a shoe win. Because right now they also, have Alabama's eight, though. So they're basically saying Alabama's out no matter what.
0: That's true. But Ohio State and... Ohio State and
1: Michigan can't do it again. They can't both go again. It was well, a that's disaster what I'm saying. If time.
0: one of them loses... Which they will
1: because they're playing each other. That's what I'm saying. So if one of them loses, like, well, I'm saying one of them will lose. Not if one of them. You know them loses. what
0: I'm trying to say. Like if one of them lose. No, <laughs> I know they play each other, but if one of them loses,
1: when one of them loses,
0: <laughs> like who do you? I guess you got to kick them out, right? At that point, yeah. That's what though, I'm saying. Because last though year they lose to like a. T- ah, well, because so last
1: year, because if Georgia loses, they're losing to Alabama. Yeah. Last if year Georgia- we are out. Well, that's the thing. Is like. I would much rather Georgia stay in than have Ohio State and Michigan back at it again for a second year after. Because it's a little bit different when you just... Yes, you're losing to a a playoff team, which, yes, that's that's a good loss, if you will. But people just saw that game. You don't want to see another rematch in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially when last year, both of them went after Ohio State lost. Dude,
0: I think... Here's my theory. It's like, if you know what's on the line, you got to win that game. And so it's like... If if Georgia loses, they're out, and then let's just say Michigan loses, they're out. So then it's, you know, say Washington, Ohio State, and then two more. But then does Alabama have enough to jump in?
1: Because if they were beating eight right number now, one beating number Georgia? one winning the SEC.
0: Oh, I, uh, think, I think
1: Yes, there's right. SEC bias, but at what point have do you have to be like the SEC's Dude, won it for the last like fifteen I hope years the Alabama winner just gets all win.
0: Because think about it, if Alabama wins it's gonna be chaos. What do you like? If Alabama wins, like Georgia, for example, has one loss, and mm-hmm. let's just say Michigan loses, they have one loss. Like you're going to have so many tough decisions. And then Florida State, for example, say they win the ACC, right? And they're undefeated, but their schedule is just not near of what. And their quarterback's out, which isn't supposed. Oh my gosh, supposed dude, to
1: impact This it. could because, be but chaos. Also, the other thing you're not supposed to factor this in, but if you look, you you do not want a repeat of last year's national championship game. Like that sure. was no one enjoyed watching that. Um, so you've got to think that in your mind a little bit going in, right?
0: Yeah. Which
1: I know I know you shouldn't, but I'm saying that I'm sure that has to factor in to some degree. But anyway, that's that'll get tough. really interesting. Yeah. We'll obviously know Especially a lot more next if Alabama
0: week. wins. That'll be really mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Uh, other things in college football, Jaden Daniels is still looking just he he's putting up video game numbers. Yeah. And so the Heisman race is getting close with Bo Nix and Pennix. Bo
0: Nix is also dude, putting up video game numbers.
1: So far this year, Jaden Daniels, he's 220 of 3-3 with a 72.6 uh, completion percentage, 3,577 3, yards, 36 touchdowns, 4 picks, a 208.3 passer rating, 124 carries for 1,000 yards, 1,014, and another 10 rushing touchdowns, an 85-yard run, and an 86-yard pass this season. He's disgusting. What's crazy, though, is right now he's projected as, like, a second round or beyond. He's over 12,000 yards on his career, and he's six four. He's, like, a, got a thinner frame, but he's very accurate. He's a great runner. I'm like, well, why are we not talking about him more?
0: Dude, it once again goes back to the conversation of no one knows anything when it comes to quarterbacks. Like, seriously. Like, dude, they've been doing this for how long? 80 years? Like, they don't know anything about quarterbacks, especially right now with the different offenses. Mm-hmm. Right? Like— Every offense is just so different in the NFL. Who knows? I mean, really.
1: Well, who knows? Uh,
0: I go pick him the Panthers. Let's uh-huh. trade for us young.
1: Tepper would ruin them. So Texas A and M they sent out an all walk on kickoff squad, and they saw, forced a forced forced the the fumble. fumble. Yeah, so that yeah. was pretty exciting. That's sick. Then Colorado's third string quarterback caught his own pass and then threw an interception. <laughs> of course, he got flagged for a second pass in it but they declined it cuz it was a turnover anyway. <laughs> that was that was brutal to That's watch. Funny. Uh so then in MLB a couple quick updates for the Braves and the Phillies. The Braves traded Kyle Wright and Nick Anderson the Royals for Jackson Coar, which will be interesting because Kyle Wright underwent shoulder surgery, so he's going to be out for 2024. And right, good move for the Braves. Yeah, the Royals just haven't been able to get the most out of Jackson Coar, so like mm. But the Braves kind of can do that. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. Then they traded Soroka, Schuster, Shoemate, and Nikki Lopez for Aaron Bummer. Also rumored to be interested in Sonny Gray. So Mm. they're making moves. Making a lot of moves. I was telling a friend, for all the teams that I like, the Braves are the one now where Alex Anthropolis is just so good that whenever he's making a move, you're like, you know what? You're going to do something great with it. I
0: don't know. Everyone that's else, I'm like, amazing. what are you doing? Yeah, that's amazing to have that. Man, like, what what does that is... feel like?
1: I mean, wow. the team's locked down for the next five years. Wow. Um, and then the Phillies agreed to terms with Stubbs, and with a couple other guys, and then
0: and Nola. That was a big he, one. yeah.
1: Signed a seven year deal with him. I just don't really want to talk about the Phillies. So
0: that was a big deal. That was the, they gave him a lot of money.
1: A lot of yeah. He did. He made he made some monies. So quick NFL news before we jump into the week itself um but unfortunately joe burrow is out for the season yeah. which just and, and then deshaun watson went out and so now it's just a growing list of quarterbacks out for the season unfortunately yep then brock purdy is the first 49er <laughs> with a perfect passer rating since joe montana in 1989 you gotta throw
0: a purdy in there somewhere <laughs>
1: hey i mean if you're the first with a perfect passer rating yeah Then Dallas cornerback, Deron Bland, tied the single season record with four pick sixes. How many pick sixes has
0: Bryce Young thrown four this season? Just (laughs) Bryce Young? Because
1: he threw two in a game. He threw two in one game. This one, I feel
0: like he had one more. Like, come on, man. How many pick sixes?
1: It's essentially a halfway mark, a little bit past the halfway mark. And whoa, he's got whoa. four pick sixes tying the record. One, one more, more this just year. Just one more. That's, That's gonna be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'm rooting for it. Um, and then speaking of records, CMC started over again. Now, now he's got one consecutive game with a touchdown. <laughs> he's getting back at it. He's an animal. He's an animal. He's an animal. Uh, the Browns signed Joe Flacco to practice squad. what
0: is old is Joe Flacco this 39, days? I think. Almost 40. I was going to say 38, 39. Thought, why are the Panthers not doing this? Like, that's a perfect person you, for Bryce Young. You keep Young.
1: acting like there's going to be anything rational that happens. But uh, the, you're literally you're saying why is this irrational being not doing something rational? Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl w- once again. Your argument <laughs> is why is this not just happening. disaster of a front office not doing something rational? Uh, it would be more confusing if they did do something rational. Uh then Jets benched Wilson, so he's I saw a tweet that he's third string now. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers said that he can practice as of December 2nd. So I or feel like
0: we've, we've been a podcast that we don't really hate on anyone, and I want to keep it that way, but I'm not hating on, on Wilson, but he's had his time. Like, he's had his multiple, multiple opportunities, man. Like, he's had the entire season, because he did get thrown in game one, but, I mean, he's had nine plus ten weeks to get used to this. He played last year. This is not his rookie year. Like, I'm sorry. He's done. Get him out of the NFL. He's made 35 million dollars in his contract. Congratulations. Live a good life. And like, well, the it's trip over. was
1: hard. It's hard to come back from that one.
0: Yeah, if you don't know yeah, what we're talking true. about,
1: just watch the video right now. We'll play a clip of it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Then two more things news-wise. Jimmy Johnson is finally inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor, mm. which is shocking that it has not happened at this point. Yeah. No, I guess Oscar the feud driver. with him and Jerry Jones is over. Yeah. Uh, and then Barry Sanders documentary is coming out. I think oh. tomorrow or yesterday on Netflix. I don't. I don't think. I think it's Amazon. Oh, okay. Uh, but it looks interesting. They're talking about how apparently Joe Montana, since we mentioned him earlier, wanted to come play on the Lions with him, and the Lions were like, "No, he's too old," and said no to Joe Montana. So who knows? Who knows? So that's coming out. Excited about that, but. That was a quick hit list. Let's jump into NFL Week Eleven. Let's see the good, the bad, and there was and some the ugly. ugly. Yeah, there, there was there's some ugly there.
0: Always. Some what ugly. you got first? The good, bad, and ugly. I mean, we got to start ugly, right? We have to start with with Carolina Panthers, <laughs> I mean, dude. What is there any chance you think? I mean, obviously, we know the front office. We know all this stuff. Of course, I had. I think I'm four or five mm-hmm. picking against the Panthers spread. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I mean, is there any chance in the next three to five years the Panthers no. are going to be any good? There's no. no way. No. And their first pick goes to the Chicago no Bears. So.
1: No, their line's trash, and so yeah. we've got a young, small quarterback with yep. limited weapons that has zero time to throw. He's getting knocked down. Cowboys honestly struggled for a while against the Panthers, which because it was 17-10 in the fourth quarter.
0: And then they kind That's, of busted it open, And, and also pick
1: six, which pick really six, helps. But still, that was rough. Uh, but no, the Panthers, I think, are going to be down for a while. And,
0: but the Cowboys, because
1: like, here is the thing, I think they're doing—they're going to keep trying to do quick fixes on a rebuild, and it correct. just will never work if you do that. Correct. You have to actually rebuild, otherwise, you are going to—you are just going to keep pushing yourself down. And they're probably well, going to make more like personnel changes and stuff yeah. happening, and they're going to keep doing that for probably four or five years. Yes. And you're not going to really get out as long as you're in that cycle. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, there's nothing not to indicate that I would be wrong. Dude, about
0: this. you are not. Like, they traded away McCaffrey, right? Which mm-hmm. I actually didn't hate the trade. I was willing, really, I feel like, you know, we both didn't really hate the trade. We got some draft picks and some cap space. Like, I don't mm-hmm. hate the trade giving McCaffrey away, but essentially you're saying, like, hey, we're more in a rebuild mode. Yeah. And then you trade up for the number one overall pick and surround him. And then Tepper goes, we're going to win the division this year. Like, come on, man.
1: No, it's. We should
0: start a segment that's just, come on, man. And it's
1: like. You know. Yeah, it's just like have a little bit of patience but with the rebuild
0: I, like I didn't think the Cowboys looked that good either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again, I
1: mean. I mean, the I've line was, was extra tough to watch this week.
0: Yeah. I'll go with the bad. We were yeah, talking like about that. it before
1: we started recording. Brandon Staley getting defensive about his defense. So we got the <laughs> clip. We're just going to throw it off for a second and talk about it.
0: i told you, and like i told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full well, confidence in myself as the play caller
1: and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. So you can stop asking that question. Stop. Okay? Stop. I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay?
0: So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. I'm sure they're asking him every week about this. So I'm sure he is tired of it, but at the same, but, same time, like, do something different. Well, so
1: there were a couple things in this press conference. One, he was saying that he was taking full responsibility, but he was throwing players under the bus and saying like the scheme and everything's there and like people aren't just executing. Right. And I'm like, two, he, I'm shocked that he's still around, honestly. Yeah. What did that He's on the hot seat for sure. The, he's supposed, like he's calling plays defensively in their 31st in the league. Yeah. Yes. That's a, yes. Reporters their are annoyed, but that's pretty a good. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if he's not a Defensive minded yeah. coach then don't have the
0: 31st defense in the league. Right. And you have good offense, so... I mean, they just need to fix... Mm. If they could somehow fix that... Imagine if they had a top-10 defense. Then we'd be talking about the Chargers, you know, playoff condition. Which, well,
1: we we kind of thought a little bit going into the year. Mm-hmm. I will say, Justin Herbert looked way better in the stat line in the last game because Keenan Allen had a big drop in the end zone, which very uncharacteristic for him. Right. And then on the drive at the end of the game, Quentin Johnston dropped a ball that would have put him in field goal range. Mm-hmm. So those were tough. But still it's the defense. Yeah. It's like I I I get that he's frustrated, but I don't know, that rubbed me the wrong way watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like to have some accountability for yourself, man. Yeah. Well, because he goes, I take full responsibility, but then I was like, Right Well, which is it? Yeah. He doesn't take full responsibility because their defense is trash. Yeah. Also, let's I'm gonna do one more ugly because yeah. we gotta talk about the ugly here. The Jets. I mean, yeah, we talked about Zach Wilson for a little bit. Jets are officially... Yeah, here we go. It's just
1: the clip one more time. Wait, wait. And look. Three, two... (laughs) I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. I'm sure you're a good person.
0: Look, and the Bills... The Bills, obviously, it's a must-win situation for them. They almost... They don't quite have to win out, but they have to almost win out to make the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, it's at Buffalo. Tough environment. But at the same time, like, 32-6... to 32-6, 32-6, to six, and the Jets just can't get anything going, man, on offense. Oh, yeah.
1: I will say, though, on the good category, you got to shout out the Bills' offense. Yeah. It was time to turn around. They fired their OC, and this Jets team is not amazing, but their defense is incredible.
0: But it's so much easier to play good offense when the, the other offense is just going three and out. You can create a really
1: good rhythm when you're on the field all the time. You definitely can, but this Jets team— continues to step up despite that so mm-hmm. i mean the defense just needs more and more props about it they're probably i mean at some point they're just and they over kept it
0: close the first quarter cor- i mean the first half like and then it kind of
1: but uh oh and there. in this game so more brock purdy because he had set the longest pass of the season with i think it was a 70 70- and, yeah, and then yeah and then buffalo took it over a little bit later with i think you know my yarder. favorite
0: thing about this game so i'm playing i'm in our fantasy league i was playing against josh allen and I had Diggs and Dalton Kincaid. Yep. Three TD passes from Josh Allen, and not a one of them went to Diggs or Kincaid. Okay. Since we're talking about fantasy, one that's frustrating. So so fresh. So frustrating. So Dude. frustrating.
1: Even more frustrating than that is there's one guy in our league that went all in on the Dolphins. Yeah. He got like two. Uh, Tyree Kill, Waddle, yeah. and then you play him on the bye, week. On the bye and then I play him when they play coming the off the bye. And so Tyree He's Kill kind of alone lie, yeah. just destroyed the team. But yeah. what I want to talk about is fantasy scoring doesn't make sense to me. If you look at, so Sam Howell, uh-huh. he had some rushing yards, but threw yep. for 255 yards, uh-huh. two touchdowns, three interceptions. Oof. The interceptions destroyed them against the Giants. Giants go on to beat them, obviously. Right. And he gets 17.7 points. Okay. Meanwhile, Tua throws for 325 yards, two touchdowns, one interception at 17.6. Because he yeah. didn't have the rushing yards. Right. I get that. But interceptions need to count against a quarterback more than they do. More than two. Sam Howell throwing three picks made it impossible for the Commanders to win. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like just Josh weird. Allen it's sometimes. like if you look at those, Sam Howell and Tua, Tua didn't play a great game either. Let's be clear Did you about see those
0: statistics about uh, Josh Allen on both sides, like the touchdown and then the last night? It's like yeah. since 2020 came to the league, he's leading by like, I don't know, a few touchdowns, like total touchdowns, but he's also leading by like 12 turnovers. It's like, you know. I mean, part of that though with Josh Allen,
1: the more I've been thinking about it, is he's forced to do so much for the Bills. He is. Where they need him to be the gunslinger that makes plays happen. Mm-hmm. And the counter to that is you throw a lot of picks. Right. And so people
0: want the gunslinger that doesn't throw picks. And that's just not realistic. No, it's not. You can't have both. And that's a good point. And some of his interceptions are like the one, like he, he threw a Hail Mary at half. And yeah, they picked it off. Right. Or the one off Gabe Davis's hands. Like it happens. So yeah. There's a lot of ugly we can talk about. A lot of we you talk about the Bengals. They're gone, right? Playoffs. Yeah, Joe
1: Burrow's injury. That was that was a major bummer.
0: I would argue Joe Burrow is forced to even more than Josh Allen is.
1: No, Joe Mixon, they have so much better of a run game, the Bengals do.
0: Yeah. Mixon's good. And Chase is obviously an animal. But, but just as a team, they're able to
1: run it better, which I think makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why the Bengals beat them in the playoffs, is they could just churn... Mm-hmm. Trying to clock and run the ball, uh, but since we're talking about Joe Burrow, should this be in the bad or the ugly category? The fact that he was wearing a brace and wasn't on the injury report.
0: I don't know if it should be in either. Um, what? Yeah. So here's my opinion about it. I think every single like you can't be so nitty like nitpicky about that type of stuff because think about how many braces are worn during the the week, right? But like, I, I guess what I'm saying players. is like.
1: He clearly wasn't just wearing a brace. He wasn't himself on any point. 100%. Of it. So that's more of what I'm saying. It's like, was he actually injured and
0: he could have been. But that's my, that, that's what I'm saying. It's tough, like, because people are like, oh, they should find the Bengals for not disclosing. I'm like, you do realize every single NFL player at this point of the season is wearing something. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, whether it's a brace or whether it's like tape or, you know. I mean, through eleven weeks, every single NFL player is probably wearing something. No, that
1: part's true, but I'm just more thinking that More than likely, they knew something was oh, going something on.
0: Something was and you can just see like in, in the way the injury happened, he something was going on. Maybe he maybe he tweaked something and then
1: cuz yeah, he was grimacing even before and I mean I just feel bad for the dude cuz he worked so hard to dude, get back from Dude, I feel from. so
0: bad I and mean, like he tore his ACL.
1: Right, and then three his years calf ago. injury he worked so hard to get back from, He's finally injury, feeling better and then, and then this happens.
0: Dude, his th- his, this is his third, I would consider, major injury mm-hmm. in three years. Like ACL and the calf was a pretty major injury. And then this is going to be, a obviously, season-ending injury, which sucks. Yeah,
1: that, it is a bummer. But the Commanders, Giants. That's in the bad category for, or however you want to look at it. Yeah, Good category, you've got Tommy Danny DeVito. DeVito,
0: <laughs> baby! He's an animal.
1: Uh, I don't, Why don't know if he, he, had, he had a good game. Let's not get carried away. He was an animal! He had a good game. Uh, Sam Howell did not have a good game, but, ooh, another Giants back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I like DeVito, though. Yeah, he played well. Yeah.
1: Jerry Judy's fake pass. Did you see this? Uh Uh-huh. So this is on my good category because Jerry Judy was past the line of scrimmage, does a little pump fake pass, and the DB bites
0: hard. You got to do that.
1: I love that.
0: I think you pulled that move out in flag football.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then I threw a dime to you, so it, they had to respect it, you know. <laughs>
0: they had to respect.
1: C.J. Stroud though, first pick heavy game, so throws he throws three picks, picks. yeah. But still had a, had a strong mindset throughout. Afterwards, after the game, he's talking about I how he's got to keep keep shooting, keep throwing, doing his best. Dude, good for him. They still want. I, I mean, I think, and I, since we posted this, people have been commenting some about the difference in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And they're like, no, yep. stop taking stuff away from C.J. Stroud. That makes sense. Yes, I'm not trying to diminish what he's done in Texas. But I think the culture right now in Houston is one where D'Amico Ryan is like supporting and championing CJ Shroud and he's playing better. He's got a better line than the Panthers. And then he has the support to know like, yeah, you're going to mess up your, you're, you're going to throw three picks and we're still behind you and we yeah. still need you to be doing what you're doing. And I think there's just so many factors that go into a quarterback success.
0: He said, Steph Curry, don't stop shooting when he misses. I mean, there's yep. some truth to that. There's some truth to that. But also, CJ Stroud is setting a lot of records. Like, there's another record where, like, through the first five home games he's ever played, he's thrown for like, I don't know, 1,600 yards or something. He's thrown like three and that's never happened. And it's like, it's just insane what he's doing. But yes, it's a better scheme. And you can't, it's not, you're not comparing apples to apples when you're talking about, but at the same time, like, if you win. It takes care of a lot of stuff, (laughs) right? It really does. So yeah, he threw three picks, but they still found a way to win. And like,
1: so I actually have that in the good category.
0: Yeah, i
1: I would have that in the good category too. Raiders only losing by seven, enforcing three turnovers. I actually have that in the good category. Yeah, bad. Aiden O'Connell throwing three picks, but good. They didn't. They covered the spread against the Dolphins. So good job, them. Yeah, that's Um, what I'm saying.
0: Dolphins aren't the real deal.
1: Yet you were so <laughs> confident that they were going to cover the spread, and they didn't. Right? Yeah. Oh, the Lions Bears. what I said,
0: they're not the real deal.
1: <laughs> Lions Bear games. Lions Bear games. Gives with another TD. Gives with another touchdown. That's huge. So Lions obviously should have won by more and should have handled the game. However, yes. I love they were down. Let's see what it was. They were down twelve with three minutes left. Okay. They scored right at the three-minute mark, so it's a little bit of a misnomer. But still, down by 12, and then end up winning by five, I think. That is not a Lions, not a Detroit team of the past.
0: No, that's correct. But I will say, Goff helped get them out of the hole, but he also put them into the hole. I mean, the first few drives, he played abysmal. Like, two picks, so many incompletions the first few drives, they couldn't get anything going on offense.
1: I love this because you know exactly what you're describing. What? Trevor Lawrence in the playoff game against the Chargers.
0: Yeah. And there's there's a lot of, to be said about they still won, right? And they still like came back from it. But yeah, he did put them in. Into... the Yeah,
1: so bad was him throwing three picks, obviously. He hasn't yeah. thrown that since 2019. Well, and 2019. Throwing two picks in the first, what, three
0: drives? Yeah. Four yeah.
1: drives. So that's what I'm saying. That as a whole, if you look at this, you're not happy from a Detroit standpoint.
0: If you play anyone other than the Bears and the Panthers, you probably right. lose, and the Patriots, but, you probably lose that game. But
1: at the end of the day, it's a long season and you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. And you so You would rather do it against the Bears. Well, and you want to bounce back from it. That's my thing. Where it's mm-hmm. just like Yeah, you won at the end of the day. It wasn't pretty but you you build something every time that you come back. It yes. doesn't matter if it's against the Bears because like, you could have very easily lost that game and you don't want to have a loss and you no. definitely don't want to have a loss to the Bears.
0: Oh gosh, no. So yeah,
1: I golfed it and played well, but I think that this they Lions team, a to, win. They, to me, they're not a top two NFC. They Right now, I think they're three above the Cowboys to me. But the Cowboys and them are battling so, it out for a three spot. It's like,
0: ah, oh, I see. I see. To
1: me, it's the Eagles yep. and the Niners, yep. and then the three spot would be either the Cowboys
0: yeah. or the Lions. Yeah, um, that's tough to argue. Which, yeah, we'll talk about. Lions are what eight and two. Yeah, I mean, eight and two. It's tough to argue
1: with logic. So we <laughs> will we'll do actually some some. I was going to say mid season, a little bit past mid season playoff predictions. Yep. Um, and obviously that'll come up there. I like but, that. Let's see. Anything else you had? Good, bad, ugly? I mean,
0: the good, one of the other goods I had was like the Browns somehow finding a way to win with DTR against the Steelers because the Steelers are a pretty good football team. They're a weird football team. They had been outgained in every game and were 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm.
1: Their defense is great. Don't get me wrong, but their yeah. offense is confusing.
0: Their exactly. offense and Najee here. But mean, yeah, they still, the
1: game itself was kind of a bad game. Yeah, thirteen
0: ten. 10 But, I mean, rookie QB... Yeah. Like found a way to win. Good for him. I always cheer for the Rooks, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Then, yeah, that's pretty much all, all I had.
0: That's Yeah. Jaguars took care of business against the Titans. Yeah. Trevor yeah. Lawrence played well there.
1: So I guess we'll just jump into the Chiefs-Eagles game. I like, it. I like game. it. The game of the week. Was it what you wanted? Was it what you hoped?
0: I'm shocked the Eagles won. It's one of those games where, like, the Eagles did not deserve to win, but then all of a sudden, but they did won the Chiefs the either? Though, good. Point. That's the thing.
1: So there were glimpses of because after the game, you can always play the blame game of like, oh. did the the Eagles win it or did the Chiefs lose it? Both sides had flashes of looking very good mm-hmm. and very bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also like Chiefs Steve or Chiefs offense didn't score a point in the second. The half. The last
1: few games, I think they've been outscored thirty eight nothing in the second half.
0: Really. My, Oh, wow. So they haven't scored in the second half in a while.
1: Quick well, call they should
0: there. have scored, but I mean, the drop in the end zone after the so, dime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they had five drops in this game. They're up to 26 on the season.
0: That's what? 12 more than maybe not that. That's 26 more than but, it should
1: be, but. But yeah, no. but
0: that's like they're leading the league.
1: Because there was the big third down drop on the slant. Yep. Kelsey had a drop. Yep. Uh, and a fumble. Yeah. Then Valdez scaling two
0: red zone turnovers.
1: It was. It was kind of. Chiefs led a lot on the board. Left a lot on the board. And then the Eagles too. They
0: they did. Again, there were glimpses of looking good, but as a whole, just their offense looked a lot better second half. First half, they looked confused. <laughs> they just looked confused out there. But that tush push, man, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, because look at this. So, in the Dolphins Chiefs game. The Dolphins scored fourteen in the second half, and they didn't score any. Chiefs did. Then yeah. week eight, the that was the Dolphins. I was looking at the Broncos scored ten. The Chiefs didn't either. So that's up to twenty four.
0: So thirty eight unanswered.
1: Yeah. Wow. In the second half. In the second. So half. take wow. the under on the Chiefs in the second half until they figure something out.
0: Whoa! But, that's nuts. Because he Patrick Mahomes are great in the first half.
1: It was like the opposite of the Super he, Bowl. So he looked. It was the opposite of the Super Bowl for yeah. <laughs> sure. But he didn't. He didn't look bad. He. So we got to take into account. It was a uh, wet field, cold, raining. bad conditions. It was forty-five it, it was and raining. So it's yes, disgusting. he had some bad passes for sure. He also had a lot of good passes. Yes, I think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs are just still relying on Patrick Mahomes to be Superman constantly, and he delivers eight out of ten times. But how long is that really sustainable? Right. Should they, I mean, should they have just kept Tyreek Hill? Should they have paid him a little bit I
0: know. Uh, they need one more piece. Don't you feel like Kelsey's obviously such a big piece, but if they had someone else, like one other, like Eagles do a great job at this. Um, the Chiefs shut down A.J. Brown last night.
1: But then you, but you look. But then they had Devonta Smith. Yeah, and Swift stepped up, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like everyone else started, but no one else on the Chiefs stepped up. I like Pacheco,
0: up. though. I think yeah, okay, he's, he's he ran at, good, and yeah. he ran
1: hard. I love the way he just attacks. the They had, the what, ground, 100 rushing on.
0: yards in the first half?
1: I feel like I can Maybe hear more. the running of the Bulls whenever he, he stomps so, and he runs. first of all,
0: I like Pacheco, and obviously Kelsey's probably one of the best tight ends ever play the game. Yeah. But if they had one good wide receiver, you know, great route runner or great wide receiver, because the Eagles have so well. That, that's what thing. I'm saying.
1: Right, because the, the Eagles have two deep threats. Kelsey, he will always get open somehow, and then he'll break yeah. some tackles and make some big plays. But he's not the guy that beats the defense. Like on the play that Vaudez Scantling dropped, it was a great pass. He got Beautiful a couple steps, pass. and he put it there, and they just don't have anyone that can do that.
0: Beautiful pass. There, like you said, there's some yeah. shades of greatness, and then also some like... What is going on? It's easier
1: here? said than done, but you've got to think that if you're playing the Chiefs, again, easier said than done, but you don't let Patrick Mahomes run around a ton and you you shut down Kelsey.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything else you want to say on this game? The drops, obviously, a big part of it. I, nothing really I can think of. No,
0: no. Uh, you know, Eagles still number one. They've won a couple games or so it didn't look like they were going to win, but hey, but it's a win. Jalen Hurts said at the end of the game, you know what he said? He said, just got to find a way to win. Yeah. What was up with them not doing the tush
1: push on that early third and one?
0: Uh, yeah. And then they ran it out of the shotgun. They lost two yards. They yeah. It. <laughs> My thing is like, all right, third and one, either tush push, of course, or take a shot down Like, you
1: know, because you know that you have another yeah, play. Well, take a shot down So I just, just do I it understand time. wanting to mix it up. But at some point, you're like, <laughs> this is not even not broke. This is flawless. Milk it for all that it's worth until someone can finally stop you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: they're like what fifty-five out of sixty. I think it's unreal. So they're going to probably ninety. They're going to be an A. They're going to be ninety-three percent. You know, in the tush push, which is insane. That's crazy. But uh, who knows? That the Eagles, uh, they won, so okay. You know. They well, won. should we hit the power rankings yeah. then? Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, you want to hit it first?
0: Yeah, I'm going to put the Buffalo Bills at ten. A little bit of an aggressive ten, but their offense is finally starting to click. So if Josh Allen keeps playing like Superman and doesn't turn the ball over as much, I think that they are going to be a serious wild card contender. Nine, I got Jaguars seven and three, but I think they're arguably the worst seven and three team. Arguably, uh, the Browns. It's close, but anyway, Jaguars at nine, Browns at eight. I got them kind of interchangeable eight and nine, uh, Cowboys at seven. Dolphins at six. Uh, then 49ers rounding out or starting the top five. You had them
1: drop back from last week?
0: I had the 49ers at five here because I'm keeping the Chiefs in five. Or I'm keeping the Chiefs in the top five. I'm keeping the Lions in top five. Yeah, you had
1: the the 49ers at four last week. You're, you're bumping them back after the game against the Bucs?
0: Yeah. To start out the top five, I got the 49ers... Look good against the Bucs. I still have a few questions with their three losses, but we'll see in the next few weeks. Lions at four. They're eight and two. I mean, eight-win team, eight-win Lions. If Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, they're a great football team. Chiefs at three. I think the loss put them back a little bit. I don't think... I I think, obviously, the Eagles are the real deal. It shouldn't put them back a whole lot, so I got the Chiefs at three. I still got... or. I actually am going to change and put the Ravens at two this week, make them jump up a couple, because if their offense keeps clicking and everything keeps going wow well with Lamar, they could be the AFC champs. So, And, of course, Eagles at one.
1: All right. Interesting you got the Bills in. Yeah, they're starting to look better. They could very well be in, yeah. as we mentioned, or as we will get into with our playoff prediction. I think they're going to get hot. But I'm going to go 10 Texans. mm I've got the Tex... Really, honestly, there's not a lot of movement from last week to this week for me. Mm -hmm. There's like a few shifts. But I've got the Seahawks dropping out and Mm -hmm. then the Texans moving in at 10. Mm. High on CJ Stroud, high on D'Amico. I've mentioned all this stuff before. Then the Jags will move up one to nine. Then I've got the Browns dropping back to eight. They still won, but quarterback situation, a lot of moving pieces. Question mark there. Cowboys move up one spot to seven. Dolphins stay at six. And then I've got... Lions staying at five raven staying at four then i've got the chiefs falling right behind the 49ers to me they both have the same record the three losses for the 49ers are just easy to mark up as a slump like they had injuries it was a quick skid a slump like you just they weren't them in those couple games but if you look at all the rest of the season they've looked better than the chiefs the chiefs right now can't well i, I say can't they're gonna prove me wrong but like you don't want the Chiefs to keep relying on Patrick Mahomes to be Superman. Like, they've got to start catching passes and making plays. Yeah. So the 49ers look better as a whole than the Chiefs to me, and then Eagles won.
0: Yep. I like that. It's interesting. I mean, the the eight-win teams, you know, the Ravens and the Lions, That that's interesting. I I would love to see a 49ers-Lions game. Mm-hmm. That That would be an interesting game right there.
1: All right. Playoff predictions. Why don't you go first?
0: Should we do by division?
1: So, what I did is I've like seeded it. So, I have okay. the division winners and the three wild cards. Okay. You can do that or you can go by division with three wild card spots, whatever you prefer. I'll just do, the, t- I'll just do
0: the, the seed like that. So, I think you're right. I think the playoff picture as of now is mm-hmm. Eagles with the bye. With the mm-hmm. bye, number one. And then. The next two division winners, we have Detroit and 49ers. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's come from behind there. Who's going to win I'm the, in the South. South. <laughs> Like yeah, You're looking at it and you're mm-hmm. like, none of them are good football teams. I mean, the Saints... I mean, obviously Panthers, let's so just eliminate them. But Saints, Falcons, and Tampa. Originally we thought it was you gonna can, be Tampa. You can make an argument for any of them.
1: You well, can. We actually, I thought it was gonna be the Saints, because they got Derek Carr, they looked like they were making some moves. Then you watch game one, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: I still think it's gonna be the Saints as of right now, unless something crazy happens. And okay. here's why. Here's the biggest reason I think it's gonna be the Saints. Uh huh. We know they have a pretty good defense, right? Which is obviously key. But I think Derek Carr and having like a, a, I mean, comparative to the other NFC South QBs, mm-hmm. like you have Baker Mayfield, you have Desmond Ritter, and then you have Bryce Young or the other like, so Derek Carr, you would argue is is the best one out of those yeah. four, right? And then the Saints also have probably the best D in the NFC South right now. Yeah. Arguably. So, I think the Saints are gonna edge it, and I think it's gonna be one of those like eight and nine division winners. I really do, but yeah. I think the Saints are probably gonna edge it, and then my three wild card, I think you gotta put Dallas in there, right yeah. I think the dallas- Dallas is probably gonna come out like ten and si- or ten and seven or eleven and six mm-hmm. around there Now is kind of when it gets a little bit more interesting, but at the same time, I mean the n f c it, it's tough to count out Seattle or Minnesota because the next best is Green Bay at four and six. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I, I would have to stick with Minnesota at six and then Seattle at seven or interchange those two, but... Okay.
1: Yeah, that's pretty similar to what I have. I've got... It, it could change.
0: Just, yeah.
1: But to... I actually went through and guessed the rest of the game. Since that, that's how I, I factor this. But right now... Again, it could be the 49ers. I have the Eagles, though, since they have a little bit of a leg up, mm-hmm. getting the number one seed in the bye. Then I've got the 49ers as the number two seed mm-hmm. for the West. Then Lions at the three seed, yep. North. Yep. And then Bucks, I actually have them winning the division. Oh, how come? Um,
0: you think Bake's going to do it?
1: I honestly, I mean, I like baker more than what i'm seeing from the other divisions as i don't think it's gonna be the falcons i could get on board with a good argument again i could be wrong with the falcons i don't think it will though because nothing besides the panthers would actually shock me right but the saints or the bucks i think either one of those teams a good argument could be made for i think baker mayfield's honestly having a pretty solid season yeah not bad uh they've still got weapons and their defense isn't bad i just think I think they're going to be a first-round loss. Don't get me wrong, but I think any NFC South. Yeah, I think probably. that they have a little bit more experience, and then like Derek Carr got shaken up. Jameis, i going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't feel great about that. But so as the last last division winner. They okay. they're the four seed, and then I have five seed the Cowboys. So the Bucks and the Cowboys would be yep. the first game. Then Talbot's I've got Vikings. As The sixth seed when Justin yeah. Jefferson gets back, mm-hmm. yeah. They they lost their first game. The Josh Magic wore off a little bit, but, but he, he's he a still good played backup. Didn't?
0: He's not, yeah, yeah.
1: no, he's still, I mean, he played great still. Um, then Seahawks, I have them as the seventh seed coming mm-hmm. in, so it'd be a division game Seahawks, 49ers, then Vikings, Lions, and then Cowboys, Bucks as the wild card round, yeah. Interesting. So then AFC, what you got for us?
0: Ooh, this gets a little bit more interesting. I feel like the mm-hmm. NFC is like, all right, yeah. But Kansas City won. I still think they're going to be one, even though there's there's a big case for the Ravens coming out one. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs based on experience. So Chiefs one. I'm going to go with Ravens two coming out of the East. Um, I'm actually going to still go Jacksonville in three, which you might not do. But I'm still going to go Jacksonville 3. I think they, they had a, kind of a breakthrough with the playoff win last year, and I think that they're going to finish pretty strong this year, and then Dolphins 4 um, as the division leaders. Then Now it gets kind of interesting because I want to put Buffalo in here just based on principle, mm-hmm. but they also have probably the hardest schedule coming mm-hmm. the next six weeks. I'm going to go with... Brown's five. I think their defense is just too good not to put them at five. Um, I like C.J. Stroud. I like him leading the Texans to the playoffs at a 10-7 and pace. I just don't think the Steelers make playoffs. I just don't. And I'm going to have to put the Bills in there for— I just think there's some reason. They do have a very tough schedule, but I think that they're going to go— somehow they're going to go four and six. Hmm. Or four of six. In the next six games. So, wait,
1: run down who you have again. You got Chiefs as number one bye.
0: Yep. Chiefs, number one bye. Ravens, two, coming out of the division. Jacksonville winning the division of three. Dolphins winning the division of four. Then I have Cleveland of five, Houston at six, and then Buffalo Bills at seven. Okay. So, I
1: think I've got the Chiefs. I think they're going to take the number one seed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is spoiler i'm gonna spoil the whole script i think the ravens might go to the super bowl
0: mm-hmm.
2: but
1: i think they're gonna get colder later on mm. and so i actually have them drop into a three. Oh, okay i think the dolphins are gonna beat the ravens and that's gonna be the dolphins one good game and if you look at the rest of their schedule it's like they got the bills yeah and then but it's it's not crazy
0: eagles right don't play the eagles too yeah they got like the yeah. bills
1: and the eagles but it's not like a crazy schedule the rest right, of the like year. the Bills. The Bills and they're getting the job done. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you keep winning against most of the teams, you get in the playoffs. Right, and right. so I think the Dolphins might get the number two seed. Mm. But I think the Ravens are a better team that might fall to three. Then I've got the Texans winning the South. So mm. coming in at four. Right now, they have one head-to-head against the Jags. They're both, I mean, they both look like good teams. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ride with the Texans. And I got the Jags coming in at five as the first wildcard team. Okay. Then six, I actually have the Bills. I had them getting hotter Then Wow. I think I have them losing like one more game. Again, this is...
0: Oh, wow.
1: I, I don't know if this is going to happen. Part of it was wishful yeah. thinking. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, getting hot at the right time.
0: If they win five out of the next six, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I can tell you that right now because they're going to beat a lot of good you teams.
1: You completely forgot to account for the Bills curse. What? The fact they played in three Super Bowls and lost three in a row.
0: Yeah, but still, they're going to Super
1: Bowl. Yeah, but you just said win the Super Bowl.
0: Well, uh, I, they're definitely going to go. But anyway, so they- I've
1: got the Bills at six, and then I've got the Broncos coming in at seven. I think that the Steelers aren't going to make it. Wow. And I. Wow. I think the Browns' magic's going to start to fade. Okay. I think their defense has been carrying them. I think that, same with the Jets. When the defense is forced to carry a team for too long, I think that it breaks down at some point. Fair enough. Like, you just get frustrated. Your offense isn't carrying yeah. along. And, and maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe maybe they do keep it together. They beat the Steelers. But to me, that's... I don't know. The Steelers have to look good. Because the
0: Broncos are what?
1: They're 500
0: right now. Okay. Right?
1: Five and five?
0: Yeah, I think so. They've yeah. won a...
1: Like, their defense isn't looking yep. amazing. But Russell Wilson's looking a lot better. He's starting to make bigger throws downfield, which that was the big, I guess, mark against them this season. Yep. Um, but anyway, so that's that's what I've got. So then the games, and that would be week one, bye for the Chiefs. Then Jags, Texans. That'd be a fun game. Yeah, that would be fun. Then Bills, Ravens. And then Broncos, Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's
1: not, be not like anything could change and quarterbacks get hurt or anybody.
0: I don't know. The NFC, I feel like, is just... There's there's less, it's less fun because the AFC, you could actually see some different scenarios coming in. You can see the Broncos maybe making it, the Bills maybe making it, you see a couple teams falling off. The AFC, it's like, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, because we had the exact same, it was just a matter of seeds.
0: Yeah, because like the next best is four and six outside of the top seven. And it's like, I mean, yes, yeah, someone could get, theoretically get hot, but they have to win six out of their next seven. Like, you know, they're going to have to win a lot of games. So could happen, but it's we'll see. All right, what you uh, got for the picks? So my five picks this week: three and two last week. Okay, back on the winning hey, trade. Yeah, let's let's do the quick rundown
1: from it. <laughs> uh, you're back in the winning column. Yep. Not overall. So nope. you got the Bengals Ravens. Didn't predict Joe Burrow going down. That's crazy of you. Yeah. So Bengals didn't cover. Eagles obviously covered against the Chiefs Cowboys covered against the Panthers Shocker looked like they might not cover for a minute but then they did (laughs) did. Uh, Texans covered against the Cards and then the Dolphins didn't cover against the Raiders Raiders, Um, so now you're 24 30 and 1 with 1 for 3 with your fades then had a 5 and 0 week I texted you before the Eagles Chiefs game I was like what would you rather have happen me not go 5 and 0 or the Eagles win and you stayed true and you said I'd rather have the Eagles win fly Eagles fly yep So uh, I went, or Minnesota covering two and a half. Then we did the little parlay moving the line in the total points with the Chargers plus four and a half over 39 and a half that hit. Then San Francisco covering 10 and a half. Philly, as we mentioned, and then mm. under 40 on the Jets-Bills game. And the Bills made me nervous because they were scoring some points. They put up 32, and the under was 40. I
0: can't, dude. You, There's been so many close calls in the last few weeks, like 1 point, 2 point differences. But then the,
1: the flip side is the 0 and 5 week. It was yeah. the closest falling yeah. in the opposite direction. But So now I'm 31, 24, 4 for 4 on the fence. Dude. If, if we were betting like $100 on each game, which we're not, but if, if we did across You're the season, I'm plus like... It would be plus like 380 in the season. I think you're minus like 850. <laughs> yep. So good thing that you're not betting. Yep. But anyway, hey, no, let's no, see No,
0: because I'm only down, what am I down, six?
1: Yeah, but you would only win $90 for every $100 you bet.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. So you would lose $100 for every loss and you gain $90 for every win.
0: I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. That's that minus 110 for you. All right, so Picks of the week coming in number one. I mean, should be no shocker, new one. I think I've won four of the last five with this pick. I think the Titans are going to cover the minus four versus the Panthers. I mean, uh, it's, you got to keep it. Going. Titans
1: don't look good right now, but at some point,
0: I mean, I think <laughs> you're going to beat the trend. Panthers by at least a touchdown.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jaguars, I like them to cover. I know the Texans beat the Jags early in the season, but I like the Jags to cover the minus one and a half. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to show out in this game and they're going to re-or pretty much affirm their standing as uh the division lead. I got Vikings minus three and a half versus Bears. I just think the Bears are bad, and I think Joshua Dobbs is a pretty good fit. Not as mm-hmm. good as Kirk Cousins, but a pretty good fit. I think they cover by a touchdown. Browns, I'm I'm taking them to cover the plus one and a half versus the Broncos. The Broncos have looked great, but I tell you what, you know who looks better? The Browns defense. If D T R just doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Browns come out with a win there. And then Chiefs minus nine versus Raiders, I think Chiefs are gonna be very pissed off. They haven't scored at all in like you just said, three second halves. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's gonna be an offensive shootout. I think it's gonna be 45-14 Chiefs. Love how you burped in the mic there. That was nice. I know. <laughs> all right. Am I gonna fade I'm not gonna fade any of yours.
1: I don't I don't think the Chiefs are gonna cover actually, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to go 49ers in Seattle minus seven Geno oh. Gino Smith's beat up. So this is where it's tricky because division games are always a question mark. And you've got like Pete Carroll of the coaches has Shanahan's number mm-hmm. more than any other, um, NFC West team, but Geno Smith's banged up. They're coming off. It's a short week. Cause it's a Thanksgiving game. So all things considered, I like San Francisco to, to win by a touchdown. Then Browns, Broncos. I'm going to ride with Denver. Let's ride, Bronco country. (laughs) What was it? uh, Broncos country? Let's ride. ride. (laughs) Here's the thought. With the Browns in mile high, like altitude's going to play a factor there. great home field advantage for Denver. I think that will affect their defense more. Mm. And that's the strong suit for the Browns. I don't know if I trust DTR. And then on the other side of things, the Broncos are hot. Obviously, they're the longest win streak of any team in the NFL right now. And they're starting to attack downfield more. Because they've been doing a lot of dump passes, and that's yeah. why if you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, he has good touchdowns, low interceptions, good rating and completion percentage, but not a lot of yards. And now they're starting right. to attack the middle of the field and go like a little bit, a little bit more of a deep ball. And so I'm going to stick with them right now. And then I love that for you. Ravens at Chargers, Baltimore minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you should take the Ravens covering the first half spread. It's like minus two and a half. Uh, should I do that or should I stick with the whole game? No, I'll just take the whole you know, game minus hey. three and a half. Then Dolphins at Jets. I think the Jets are frustrated, falling apart. They their defense, I think, is ready to throw in the towel. Yeah, as good as they are, and so I've got the the Dolphins covering here minus nine and a half. Then so I did Browns. So there's one more pick that I need. I'm torn between doing the Patriots at Giants. Part of me wants to stick with the Giants here because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the spread's three and a half for the Dude. Patriots, and so. Here's the, the downside. The, I think Tommy, Tommy Danny DeVito. Like the Patriots defense, that could get in his head. That's way different, way different than playing the Commanders. Could so play. he could flip and be awful. And then if you shut down Saquon, the Giants right. have nothing. I think the over-under is at like 33 or something on this game. The other one that I'm interested, though, it's is nice. the Commanders and Cowboys. The over-under is at 48 and a half, which is crazy. But if you look at these two teams, the Cowboys have scored 40 points in a game more than any other team. Mm-hmm. And the Commanders... I think Sam Howell will come off a bad week yeah. and put up some points. So those are the two. What, do, what are your thoughts there? What, do you, what should I go with?
0: I personally, I, I, I don't trust, honestly, right now, DeVito having a good game against the Patriots. I think I would go the over Cowboys. That's what I'm thinking. I
1: just, because if I ride with the Giants and they let me down, I'm going to be like, you're an idiot. Why would you ever ride with the Giants? Right. And so... As tempting as that one is, Patriots I'm with you. Suck
0: though,
1: <laughs> but they do. But like, do you really want to trust either one of those yeah, teams? Yeah, that's why. It's like I, I looked at the Saints, uh, Falcons, and it's like minus one and a half of the Falcons. Like, I think the Saints are going to win, and
2: but do I, I trust
1: I... that
0: don't no. no. I looked that game too, and I was like, nope. Um, That's a pivotable. Okay, yeah, Pivotal- so last one be pivotable. NF- <laughs> NFC South matchup.
1: So last one will be Commanders, Cowboys over 48 and a half. Love it. And so we're going to give Mr. Incognito the week off. I'm sure he's going to yeah, say ride with it. South Carolina against Clemson. Broncos country. Broncos country, let's ride.
2: What's up, everybody? This week's Unsung Hero goes out. Douglas Monroe, a member of the probably unsung hero of the United States military family, which is the United States Coast Guard. Uh, Douglas Monroe is famously known as the only Congressional Medal of Honor recipient ever in the history of the United States Coast Guard. Because on September 27, 1942 at the Battle of Guadalcanal, he was called upon to drive a Higgins boat up towards the shore to help rescue about 500 Marines who found themselves pinned between a shoreline and an advancing enemy force. Monroe, taking the machine gun mounted on the Higgins boat, provided covering fire and ultimately gave his life in this moment to help rescue these Marines. Now, 80 years later, we can still celebrate them because it's people like Admiral Robert J. Papp, who's the 24th commandant of the United States Coast Guard, who said, when people ask you about the Coast Guard, don't tell them what we do. Tell them the story of Douglas Monroe, because that's who we are and who we are is much more important than what we do. The United States Coast Guard Academy plays football at the Division III level and their big robbery game is called the Secretary's Cup. It's played against the Merchant Marine Academy and these two schools get together every Veterans Day weekend and battle it out. This year, the Merchant Marine Academy did win on the field but it's the Coast Guard who showed up with the um, better jersey game, we'll just call it. They collaborated with Adidas to get a perfect shade of blue to mirror that of the uniforms worn by Coast Guard members during World War II and on the back of the jersey, said the name Monroe, along with the date, September 27th, 1942, honoring the memory of Douglas Monroe. But it went further. On the helmets, you had signalman first-class insignia of the Coast Guard rankings, which was Monroe's ranking on the day that he died. Further, the Medal of Honor logo was put on the chest, where the Adidas logo normally is, but Adidas moved it to the other side so that that logo could be over the heart. And further, the Marine division that was rescued that day Their logo was patched on the pants, further cementing the bonds these two service academies share in uh, service to our country and our nation, both foreign and domestic. Sigma First Class Douglas Monroe and the United States Coast Guard Academy and to veterans everywhere. Thank you for your service, and you're this week's Unsummy Hero.
0: Dude, and right after uh, Veterans Day too.
1: Mm. I mean, good timing. He also sent us the Army jerseys are looking nice, too. So we've got some
0: fun stuff to look forward to. And that was his first take, too. So we're doing a freaking Thanksgiving side dish draft. I mean, think of anything that's not turkey. I mean, we're talking grandma's favorites, your cousin's favorites, your uncle's favorites. Your stepdad's favorites, but we're actually just talking our favorites. But we're actually talking <laughs> our favorites. Side dishes. Who's up first? This You're one, up first. Joe? I'm up first. It's an
1: odd number, an odd episode Ooh, for the odd fellow.
0: So are we doing three picks? Yes, yeah, do three. And we're going one to three. Ooh, I mean, I'm starving right now. So I have to do this one. And it's just because I only, I don't think it's the best, but I only have this once a year. And every time I have it, I'm like, why do I just not have this more often? And that's stuffing. I mm. mean, number one overall side dish stuffing.
1: It's always an interesting thing that's on mine, but is it dressing or stuffing? I flip back and forth, honestly. Ooh. That, that, that's like a demographic area though. Yeah. For it's me, called. it's
0: always been stuffing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's a fair one. That was on my list at some point, but I've got to go with it. Mac and cheese. It's my favorite Thanksgiving or not
0: Thanksgiving. It's just the classic. It's extra cheesy in Thanksgiving, I feel like. Number two, I'm going with something that is delectable, delightable, detestable, not detestable, but something that's very good. And that is cream corn casserole, cream corn casserole. That stuff, every time I eat it, I want to smack someone. Like just like in the face because it's so, it just hits different.
1: Dude, it is good. Caitlin's mom makes some of the best, oh. best corn. It's oh. so good. I've got, this is going to surprise you, I think, an apple pie. Oh, just you're going dessert. A dessert. Because <laughs> it's like, we didn't say sides. We were like that's true. That's little true. little extras. I've got to go an apple pie because I, I don't. I'm not like an apple pie year round kind of guy. I'm I don't Thanksgiving. It, just, it feels American. It feels right. It just, it tastes good. You're sitting on the couch watching the lions play, eating an apple pie.
0: Yeah. It's America. But yet yeah, it feels just a that is bit America. Long. Yeah. Number three. I'm going to wrap it out, wrap it up here mm-hmm. with sweet potato, marshmallow casserole. When you do the sweet potato dish and you put marshmallows on top of it, I mean, talk about a combination that was meant to go together. Hmm. I mean, just meant to to be together. It's like a freaking Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> the couples are meant to be together, and that's Sweet Potato. We're talking Potato. like Matthew
1: McConaughey and
0: Kate Hudson. Oh, we're talking uh, Ryan Gosling and whatever her name was in the notebook. That's number wow. three for me. Sweet Potato. And, and whatever Marshfello. her name is from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I really wanted stuffing slash dressing here, but you took it. This, ooh. Should I be true to myself? Or? Yes.
0: You always got to be true to yourself. Be the authentic you. Rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair, man. It's
1: fair. That, it's not crazy. It's not like exciting. What but that's... rolls? Like the little ones? The big ones? So I'm a big fan of yeast rolls on Thanksgiving. There's like, you know the frozen ones that uh, they come in like a pie dish almost? Mm-hmm. And the middle's gooey and perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're little. Mm-hmm. The little ones. The little right? ones. And you just. Yeah. Sometimes my mom will do like these bigger ones, but. Gosh, the yeast rolls on Thanksgiving.
0: They hit. It hits different. Just a little diffy.
1: Hits different because it's you. Don't sue us, Taylor Swift. Peace.
0: Trademark.